Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Max Brooks, and you're watching Geekscape. Now! Hey, Geekscapists. Welcome to your favorite movies, video games, and comic podcast. I'm Jonathan Lennon over here on the left, if you're watching, and I sound like this if you're listening. <laughs> uh, every week, I like to sit down with a guest and talk about movies, video games, and comics, the latest news and reviews. This week is my good friend, Nick Gregorio. He uh, is the director of Green. He is uh, no stranger to the show, but it's been several years since we've had him. He used to live in L.A. He got financially scared. He moved back home, lived with his dad. I, live, I had an apartment. I'm, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> he, he moved <laughs> in with his girlfriend, saved up some money, and now it's The Dream Part 2. Yeah. Is that, is that accurate? The dream part I guess, too. Yeah, the dream part. You too. never That's stopped the, the dream though. Are. When you back, went back to LA, uh, to Philadelphia, you were editing, you were shooting, you were working on, as a filmmaker. Yeah. You were trying uh, to keep this dream going, and now. You, you're reinvigorated. Your your girlfriend's out here. That's that's the major difference. Because yeah. I moved out here with a girlfriend, and you know what? Like if you move out here in a relationship without the girlfriend, it's tough. Things get really hard. Um, so yes, you're back here. You've been here what? Twenty four hours. It's like two, three days. Two, three days. Yeah. And um, and what's the goal here? Are you going to make another film? Maybe Green 2, The Return of Rossio? <laughs> um, possibly an, an indie movie project, but I want to focus on acting. I think that's okay. that's going to be the... <laughs> You're just laughing, as if, as if I'm about to say something no, that's going like, to give you some tough love? I don't know what you're... I haven't seen John in like two years. All we have is like... Text messages, phone conversations, and phone conversations. But here's so. the thing: like, like, am I ever bad on the tough? Like, the tough love is, love is going to come. Yeah. But, but here's the thing: you, you made this movie green. Yes. All right. You acted, produced, directed, catered. You pretty much did everything. You brought that movie in for such a cheap amount. I think the movie is really good. Thank you. Um, as a matter of fact, I use it as an example to film students. I do. Really? Yeah. Well, I, I say... I, I appreciate... I, I say... I, I, you know, because a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to shoot with these budgets. I'm going to shoot with this budget. I said, no, no, no. You're going to shoot. Right? Yeah. And that, that's what you said. You said, I've maybe got 10 grand. Maybe. maybe. I think you that had... Was you, that was total. That was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had less than that to start... And you just started shooting. And then... Five and then Yeah, that's yeah. Five good. grand. And then you started, like, adding money and, and expenses. Those things kind of just go on as you edit and as you need it for posts and this yeah. and that. But you brought that movie in. 10 G's, mm-hmm. and I like the movie, and I think it's got an energy that reminds me of like a like a grindhouse exploitation type movie because it, it, the energy just of having to make it with limited means shows yeah. in what you guys are doing. Like there's a, the, it's not like you guys are rushing through the scenes, but it's just you guys are making it. You know what I mean? And it's not I like it's not overthought. 
It's not over-delivered. It's just made. We didn't have the time. Like, we really didn't have the time luxury for any of that. Right. And, you know, we were on set on the roof, and it was just like, luckily we were allowed to be frustrated in that scene, but we were all pretty frustrated from the heat. Just like the camera's overheating, we're yeah, it was overheating. Hot as it was hot as balls. We have like a bounce reflector like in between our crotch while we're trying to do the <laughs> scene. Like it was very intense. The movie also looks better than uh, a lot of the movies where people had like money to spend. You know um, what I mean? Marco Materazzi, my cinematographer, he just uh, he just came up big. You know, he, he wasn't even going to work on the project. Met him the 25th hour, showed up on day one of shooting, and I said, "You can't leave. I need your help." Right. Where and was he, like, he going to okay. go? Back to Italy. <laughs> Where was he gonna go? I don't know. Wait, where was he from? From Italy. Yeah, he was from Italy. Wasn't yeah. he? Wasn't he supposed to go back? He was supposed to be sticking around. He was like his visa expired or something. So everything. Was I don't like know if we can talk about it, but like, yeah, something was like, oh man, I shouldn't be here. Like his visa had expired or something, and, and you were like, dude, you can't leave. You got to shoot the film. It wasn't that dire, but I think right at the end of shooting, he was like, I think my visa's expiring. All right, man. That answers the question of reshoots. Yeah. Um, that was another thing. There was never an option for reshoots. Right. And because and, we were shooting on the red, the red one, which was, you know, it was thank you to Alex Hanawalt who rented me the camera for so little. And there was no way he was going to rent, rent it to me again. You know what I mean? It was one of those <laughs> things. You pleased that, him. Yeah. Like, like, he was like. Make enough. Yeah. All right. Not, you're a friend, but you're pushing it. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty much like the amount of time I rented it for and the money he got was like, oh, that's not that bad. It's better than it sitting on yeah, my yeah, floor. Yeah, yeah. But anymore. And it's like. Well, now it's an abuse. Yeah. You're, you're, like the, you're like the guy who's like, oh, listen, we're moving again. And uh, I need a couple <laughs> friends to carry boxes. I'll buy you pizza. Yeah. Uh, There's never like, any uh, pizza. Uh, There's like <laughs> a box full of cinder blocks. You're like, what, <laughs> what is this? Now, what, what, the, the, the movie stars you. Because yeah. I don't think you were on Geekscape to promote the movie. I think no, you literally... We, I, I think you literally... I was like, hey, like, hey, hey, hey. And the movie's been done like a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> and, and literally, you were never on Geekscape to promote the movie that you finished. I know. Um, when you were last in LA. And so, where can people get this movie starring you as a as a hood, a drug-selling hood back in Philly who says, hey, they are opening dispensaries in LA. You move out to LA and dispensaries dry up and now you decide, I'm going to work for a dispensary, but now we're going to rob our dispensary that I work for. Right, that's the, that, yeah, that's the that's gist the of the movie. And the short. Right, and and I play a underbelly character who maybe you, you may have some a, angles. It's it's like I a, play uh, a wannabe underbelly character, <laughs> a depressed local street dealer who like, all his business is dried up because of these medical marijuana. So I play, which is true. So basically, really if, if Geek Scape was medical marijuana, <laughs> it's basically me. John Leguizamo would have played if they had the financing. <laughs> yeah. If you guys could have afforded John Leguizamo. Hey, man, thanks for bringing me this Wawa iced tea from Philly, by the oh, way. Gotta... <laughs> straight from Philly, Wawa iced tea. But no, you didn't bring it for me. No. Um, it was brought to me by Matt Kelly's parents because for the last like three months, I've been orchestrating a surprise for Matt Kelly for his birthday. He's 27 right now. Are you 27? 26. You're 26? 26. You don't look an eight, day over 40. And... <laughs> Matt Kelly, you're aging horribly. Like, like, <laughs> like, like, like every year, and every one of those twenty-six years has been hard as fuck. Yeah, I know. You uh, smoke a pack of cigarettes a minute. What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so for like, listen, Nick. So for like the last three months, you can drink your coffee. Uh, like, oh, for the last three months, literally one day, Matt Kelly's mom added me on Facebook. And I was like, what's going on? It was like, uh, like catfish. You're like, what? Yeah, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you a picture of yourself? 
on a Pegasus? And John's like, all right, whatever. So, I mean, I mean at this, you know, and I'm like, I don't know what to do about this. So she sends me a message and says, hey, like, listen, I know Matt's really um, homesick. Keep in mind, Matt's been out here for like three weeks at that point. <laughs> so, so this fucking... Like, like, <laughs> so, so, so Matt was out here for Comic-Con and... Maybe the experience of rooming with Walton made him homesick. I don't know what it is. He's roommates with Walton, and uh, but wow. but whatever it is, Matt's never been one that, that, that whose tether was too far from his from like the home, right? Yeah. He lived with his grandma and shit like that. He's basically a mother's boy. Was that the name of the grandma, movie? Grandma, grandma's, grandma's boy? boy. Like yeah. it's a mother's boy. He's basically we're gonna make a new one called Mother's Boy, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and so Matt never too here. far from the teeth. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sequel. <laughs> it's called Cyrus. That came out with Jonah Hill. So, so she contacts me on Facebook, and we start planning this intricate, like, plot to to deceive like Matt. Like it, two it's, different yeah, helicopters. Yeah, it's like it's like listen, we need to find a first. We need to find a hotel to stay in near Matt. So mission accomplished. That took forever. Like I, they almost ended up in a wow. youth hostel with a bunch of like European, Eastern European no, kids doing not. doing e. <laughs> so. So hey, she, goes, fun, right? she goes, she goes what, what about this place? It looks a little young. And like, like you go to the website, it's got like trance music. In it. like some, I was like, uh, you don't, you don't want to go and stay in From that. Sweden, have holiday? She's like, she's like, it doesn't look like they have separate rooms. <laughs> she literally goes, this place is like pretty cheap, but it doesn't look like they have separate rooms. And I'm like, you don't want to stay there. Yeah. All right. Unless you the want some hostel, dude, no. unless you want to wake up in the middle of the night with some dude named Sven going through your fucking bags. Like you don't want to fucking wake up there. Oh, that Jaws, um, I thought it was mine. I was looking for the ear I brought. <laughs> Dancing. <laughs> so, so we finally got our hotel. And then it's like the whole thing about like, how are we going to get to the airport? When are you working? When's Matt working? When's Matt working? Is he going to be off on Thursdays? Like, it's a whole thing. And you're, she's lovely. She's a lovely woman. So I'm about to show you guys a video of uh, all of our hard work paying off. Aww. Basically, what I did was I invited Matt to breakfast, claiming to have a meeting in the area. Uh, and I said, Matt, like, yo, we might be meeting George. You guys know George, uh, my partner here in Geekscape. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, well, yeah, we might be meeting George. Sit down. I, I made sure that to pull Matt's seat whenever he walked up, to, to back to the door. And okay. uh, and here's a video of Matt being surprised on his 26th birthday by his parents who had flown in from Pennsylvania. All right? Uh, yeah, here it is. Okay, what are you going to have for breakfast? The purpose of that video was to try and get Matt to cry, and he didn't fucking cry. Like, well, he's a man. I'm glad. Like, 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 you know, like, like, I think three months ago, if before LA hardened him up, you would have cried. You yeah, uh, you would have been like, I missed you guys for three I days. Start, I didn't start shaking, though. You, you started shaking? You could tell I'm shaking in that video. Okay, let's rewatch now. Yeah. I'm just like, what the hell was that? 
You like didn't know I was going. Oh, hello, Rufus. How are you doing? My Rufus dog just, just made a giant entrance in here. Look at him. Oh, Ooh, hey, Matt Kelly. I too wanted to like surprise you for your birthday. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Matt. Is shirt. Um, Matt, just like Rufus, you have no balls. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's not nice. That's mean to Rufus. That's mean to Rufus. Look at Rufus. He's Um, dejected now. Your father was awesome. Your mom's awesome. But I'm glad you you were... were, What are you doing? He's allergic to you, Matt. Uh, uh, You were legitimately surprised. I was, yeah. Like, you thought, like, a couple of your friends were, like, surprising you when she had her eye... Like, she, she, like, covered his eyes with his hand, with her hands and stuff. Oh, that's um, You know what? Like, like, it's a Geekscape community moment right there, oh, I think. absolutely. And we're going to do the same for you. In fact, uh, come on. You're, you're friends from Sweaty Robot. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> you're like... You shouldn't have. Honest, no, really. You shouldn't have done that. <laughs> the cast of Green. <laughs> The cast of Green, the cast of Adam Smallery. Don't want to see. Yeah, like, hey, everyone. Hey, remember this guy? Uh, <laughs> so, um, Nick, you're gonna you're gonna be trying acting out here. You're gonna be uh, doing that, the yeah. thespian thing. I'm doing. I'm what doing kind the of angles you're working? Um, I mean, do I have to I have to talk about my, the kind of approach I'm gonna take. Yeah, you got you gonna get new headshots and shit like that. Gonna get the gonna get new headshots. Yeah. Every time, like. I get headshots and I'm always happy with them the day I get them. I'm like, oh yeah, look at these, they're great. And then like three months later, I'm like, what the, what is this? This looks yeah. like the glamour shots. Mixed yeah. with like can a we high put can picture. we put your old headshots up on the screen? I don't want to. It's so bad. Can I do that? Yeah, I guess. So. Okay. Uh, th- these are, these are we're like barricading the door now so that Rufus doesn't come in. Uh, these are Nick's old headshots, which everyone wanted to tell him but couldn't tell him. They looked like uh, glamour shots. What time we yeah. have? Okay. Yeah. But I, you know, I've always had trouble with headshots at every point that I've tried to get like get them done. Uh huh. Because I've never gone to like a headshot photographer. Yeah. I always go to like it's time, a yeah. photographer. Yeah. Like my uncle has a camera. <laughs> like, well, they're happen? better than that. No, it's not that. It's just like they're not specifically geared towards. It's like, like I want to warn you, the camera has 15 pounds, and a full fucking shitload of low budget. <laughs> like, it's not that they look. They just look like a high budget glamour shot. Yeah. Like that's the problem. Yeah. Like it's a nice camera. Did you have any success with those photos? No. I have more success, <laughs> I have more success so with my real, my real and my trailers. I wish I could just do that. Like, yeah. we're still using headshots. I've gotten so many headshots for my movies of people. Oh, sorry. I touched my mic. No, no, it's fine. Um, that have sent the headshots in. You're like, oh, that person looks great. And they come in like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, and where yeah, is yeah. the picture at? So I'm like, <laughs> I'd rather see a real, but, you know, you have to conform to the industry that you're working in. Right. So. No, that's happened and a I lot of times. Like, fo- like you're like, oh man, that person looks the part. They walk in, and fucking rancor comes. Yeah, out. you're like, oh my god, what's well, this? Who it's an older dudes, yo, he's like, what the <laughs> fuck? He's like, you know, he's like, oh, this dude could totally play a, a tough guy. He comes, he's like, hey, how you guys doing? He's all spin- <laughs> he's all spindly and shit. Like what? Or he's just bald. Like it looks like a buzz cut in the picture, but he comes in bald. You know. <laughs> You're like, we're looking for a Morgan Freeman type. You're like, this picture's great. He comes in, he's white. You're like, what the fuck? Hollywood is full of deception. Yeah. Um, talking about things who, that take many forms, uh, The Thing, The Thing prequel, uh-huh. got uh, released by Universal this like past Johnny weekend. Segway today. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Matt Kelly, I'm like Johnny Segway every day, am I not? Absolutely. <laughs> um, so you just don't listen to Geekscape anymore because it reminds you of where you want to be. You're like, I want to be on Geekscape. I actually watched Radnor because I like Radnor better. Do you? Oh, well, that, uh, Radnor or the Nerd Rage? Nerd Rage. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just insulted you. Uh, ner- no, no, no. I, I was like, I was like, you should ra- watch watch Bo on 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 Radnor. I don't watch Radnor. I watch. Nerd well, Rage. he doesn't do Radnor anymore. <laughs> he basically now he's just making video. If he makes videos, it's, it's Nerd Rage. 
okay. I want him to make more Rad Nerd episodes, but it's the same editor, and you know what I mean? Uh, you like Nerd Rage? Love Nerd Rage. You like Actually, the Machima yeah. thing? You should watch both. Just put Geekscape on in the background. Geekscape I, you can listen to. I Nerd do Rage has like the videos. I watch Geekscape when I'm like, oh, I like this guest See, that you have the, on. Or like, camera work. Yeah, Matt or Kelly a, sets uh, up the camera for Nerd, oh, Rage. Nerd, yeah. Rage, Nerd Rage. Yeah, he's that unemployed. Oh. Um, <laughs> um, Nerd Rage is a lot quicker for me, right. though. Which was, and especially moving, it's a lot easier to like just load it up on my iPad where Geekscape's a little bit longer. Geekscape's more like a fine wine. <laughs> right, and it's more you like read those awesome YouTube comments after each viewing. No, oh, yeah, the homophobic machinima audience. Yeah, I, see, I haven't, I haven't seen any of the. I just have to sign up. Yeah, we'll just go comments. on. I don't know. I don't know how yeah. it works, but on YouTube, just, just go and read the comments. They're some of the most vitriolic homophobic <laughs> shit. I was wearing a Captain America mask this past episode. Did you watch that? Yeah. And somebody goes, "Gayest Captain America ever." Fucking. And I'm just like, you just gotta ignore that shit. I don't get. I just don't get how people. That like in everyday life, I see very little conflict between anyone. Right. But then you go to the internet, and people are like, "What the fuck?" Like, I'll, <laughs> those people don't I'll go outside in everyday yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. guess so. In everyday life, it's you really see people scary. who aren't glued to their computers and YouTube, right? Dude, you the YouTube. Have you ever seen like the evolution of a YouTube thread? Like, it starts out like it'll be first, second, like, example, third. Yeah. yeah, example like fuck Rebecca you first Black Friday. Okay? okay. So I'm like, obviously, this is a cosmic joke. Like, God made this as a joke. Like, some <laughs> asshole trying to rape rich, like, white girls. He, he was like, you know what? We'll sign all the rights. This is all yours, honey. I'm an asshole. This is the most popular thing ever. It's the worst song that ever existed. And, the, 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 like, the shame about this all is that it's actually, the production value is decent. It's not horrible. That's the word. And it, so it's like. <laughs> the producer just paid a bunch of money to try to rape a chick yeah pretty much take advantage of her hopes and dreams but it backfired and he has no rights to the song when you watch the thread people treat it like a real song i'm like people this is not a real this is this did can't you, be I was like, how can it it's follow-up? fun 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 like it can't be a real song people are like oh this is horrible this is the ruination of music like if you're watching this thing to yourself like this is a legitimate musician and a real music video you're a retard like sorry you're a retard it's more sad when you hear her follow-up single that's about how great it is to finally be a success and showing up at award shows. And you know the last thing. Fun, 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 fun. It's so good to have you back. Uh, <laughs> Holy Michigan, shit, that was funny. Um, I got fucking so the thing. The thing. The thing. Where are we at? <laughs> Those of you guys watching Geekscape who aren't getting enough of this, watch Nerd Rage. But also, I appeared on this show, the Geek Down, on the Stream.TV with our buddy Flitz. Flitz, I'm also in, Who's in also that. in green. Um, and we talked about Hollywood remakes. That was the topic of the show. If you guys go to the Stream.TV, uh, you guys can find it. And it was like an hour-long live show. I like the energy of doing live because I'm just talking shit with the audience all the time. And they, are, they seem to be good kids. Um, He's an egomaniac. No, no, I, I, I like. No, 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 It's not that. It's not that. It's not that. No, no, I'm not shitting. With, I'm just talking shit because, because I like interaction. I feed off the interaction. And so uh, we talk Hollywood remakes, and basically what I'm saying is the the thing is not a remake. It's a prequel, and this one starts. I mean, literally takes place in 1982 with a Norwegian discovery of a, the spaceship that originates the alien from John Carpenter's The Thing with Kurt Russell, the one that we love from the 80s, and. Um, now you've got Mary Elizabeth Winstead as an archaeology student who is recruited by the, this team of Norwegians to come to the Antarctic and identify or help 
figure out what the fuck this alien is that's frozen okay. under the earth. They take they, they take the frozen alien up out of the earth and it's got the thing inside of it. And they don't know that they're unlocking Oh, so it's like an alien inside of an alien. Yeah, story. they don't they, they don't know oh, yeah, they they don't know that they're unlocking a whole world of shit for themselves. Alright. By taking a tissue sample or letting the thing thaw. They're just basically being assholes up there in Norway. And the whole time, of course, she's like, guys, I don't think this is a good idea. We don't have the right sterile environments. We need to transport just the for thing. for one second. Isn't she's the smart person. She's the smart person. In movies, there's either the person that assumes everything or right. assumes nothing. Right. Like, what? What do you mean? It's just an alien corpse. Like, let's fuck <laughs> with it all day. But then there's the guy like, I don't know. This alien corpse might house a, a symbiotic <laughs> other alien right. that will, you know. And so they don't listen to her. This thing gets out and it starts replicating them and turning it kind of like the thing. The thing. The, the, yeah, becomes, the, the thing. There, there's there are parts in the in here that are really uh, very close to the John Carpenter version. The okay. whole thing about hey, we got to burn it to kill it, and then there are parts where um, it, it kind of had a, a nice original diversions where okay. instead of doing something like hey, we're gonna we're gonna electrocute or light the uh, blood samples or whatever it is, we we know that the thing can't replicate uh, like metal. Like if you have a metal implant. Because it literally right. eats a dude, and like uh, this metal piece that was in his leg for setting his leg or his arm is spit out by the thing, or like okay. it's like it, it's not replicated. And it's like, I'm trying to get rid of it. Yeah, yeah, They find it, and then, and then she starts to find molars or fillings in the bathroom. Like she finds these oh. these fillings covered in blood, and she's like, "Holy shit! Well, like it's still here." And so. They start trying to figure out who has. That's the, a cool. Little. Yeah, it was it was cool. There's yeah. literally a scene where they're going member to member, being like, "Open your mouth," and he's like, "Come on, you don't have to do this." Like, like oh, the this, this is stupid. He's the guy know, next to him. The he's thing, either right? the thing or he's an asshole. Yeah. And during that scene, never get that. Yeah, either. yeah, yeah. Dur during that scene, there's always you know, if I was in that scene, um, and I didn't have fillings, I'd be like, you know what? I don't have fillings. I floss really well, but I understand where you're coming from. And considering this thing has killed like nine of us. <laughs> I'm going to play it safe. Not just killed. Ate us, then replicated <laughs> us. Okay? It, it, like, that's the worst thing that could ever happen. I understand what you're feeling here. No, no, no need for the blowtorch. I understand where you're coming from here. I'm going to go step over there, away from you guys, and let's just figure this thing out. I'm going to be the rational guy. There's always, like, the four people who are like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, like I don't have, Guys, don't you do trust me? You know, like, like, there's the guy well, it's it's like people, on, when they're on trial, they're like, well, then just take the polygraph test. Like, are you crazy? Like, it's 100% accurate. It's 99.1% accurate. If you're so just innocent, sit. open your fucking mouth. Oh, I'm insulted by that. You did it, asshole. Like, why? What do you have to be in your own trial? Like, that's the whole point, right? Uh, I, I, you know what? I liked this An movie. Is, is I was pretty surprised that this movie's getting bad reviews, but I really actually liked this movie. And I brought Laura, who's like the 80s litmus test. She loves the original thing. And she wanted to leave the theater and go watch the original thing again. And this movie's not a remake. It is a prequel. And it does create a new storyline that can work synonymously with the thing that we like. Uh, you know, right. the, the one that okay. from the 80s. So I, I think tonally, it's a really, uh, um, a really good compliment to the original. So... If you guys are looking for some uh, horror movie to watch this, um, this, Halloween. this Halloween, and you're like Raw. exhausted by like the paranormal activities and like the fucking saws, is there a new saw? All no, this I shit. Think they, they put that shit to rest. Huh? Like, if you're exhausted by that crap, go see the thing. I thought it was a good little movie. All right. Um, I think the last time I was on Geekscape, I had a rant about brand loyalty, and that's yeah. that's one of the things why I hate. I like to see a remake that isn't a remake that's just working within that universe. I think that's cool. I like can endorse that. Like an addendum? That. Like yes. That thing. I thought the Fright Night remake's good. But see, again, it's a, just call it a vampire. Just make it another vampire movie. 
using the things that made Fright Night good instead of just remake. But it's literally a remake. It's got the same characters and everything. But I don't understand that. I don't understand the necessity. Like, why remake Don't make money from a new generation. Think like a capitalist. All right, I understand you can't. That. All, you, you always plan on making ten grand budgeted movies? No, sir. I, I'm with you. I understand like, the think, necessity. Come on. But I think it, it doesn't say very much about us as viewers and consumers that we're so like we clamor towards things that we know like the back of our hand. It's like we can't walk into a movie. I'll, Harris Malden, for instance. Right. It's you know, so your weird. First movie it's you made. My first movie. It's so weird. It's so weird. I don't get it. It's so weird. But now, like that, it's kind of sunk in. People can appreciate it. People. Like, it takes them some time, but they can get used to it. And I think if Hollywood would just try that a little bit more instead of always being like, oh, it didn't work. Hollywood can't try that. I know, because it costs too much money to fail. Yeah, they, they can't understand. try that. I understand. They got to go with their own hits. I'm with you on right? that, but it's just, it's a little disappointing sometimes. It's intensely disappointing. When you're always, like. And you get, like, really unique movies that are actually pretty good and nobody goes to see them. Exactly. You know? And then they don't make them again. Right. I like Drive a lot. Like, Drive was great. I like Ides of March. Yeah, like Ides of March was a really good script. I, I went to see this. Good. We just didn't have anything to do. <laughs> Laura and I were like, we just love going to see movies. So we went to see Ides of March. I literally fell asleep at the beginning because it starts slow. It is pretty slow. But once the machinations start, like, once people start kind of getting in each other's fucking business in this script, it, it's the best script of the year, I think. This is, I'm not going to say I, that I because know. the, one of the storylines is extremely cliched. You see it coming from a mile away. Okay. And the first time she walks in yeah, yeah, the yeah, office. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Uh, not to give anything away. But uh, but then the other storyline with the kind of Politico back and forth secret dealings, that is the real twist of the movie. And mm-hmm. I wish they would have focused primarily on that and not the... Uh, I think they had to go hand in hand, though. Because it's such a giant I, I, pool I wanted, towards... I wanted it to be something horrible. You know, like he molests boys. It's pretty hard. It's pretty horrible. Well, the, I mean, don't give things away, but the I literally thought that this movie was really good, but the first 15, 20 minutes of this movie, I was like, oh, shit, man. I'm like, well, we didn't have to go see this movie. And there was literally a dude snoring in the back row. And well, I was like, they oh. open it as slow as you can open a and, movie. And so like I had, Ryan Gosling, I, I, like, doing a mic check. I took a night. In real time. I, I literally like, okay. was dozing off, and I... And I woke myself with like a snore. You know how you do oh, that? Yeah. You're like, like on a plane. Like, <laughs> I'm fine. And, 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 and Laura's like, like Jonathan, come on. And now you're up, right? Like you're not gonna fall asleep after that. So I watched the rest of the movie. The movie was really good. Yeah. I just I kept wanting, really but I did want to see Ryan Gosling start hitting fuckers with a hammer. Like just be like, whap 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 whap. I I dislike Ryan Gosling, or at least I did. And Drive and Ides of March kind of just they're giving me a little like push to be like, okay, I can accept this guy. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's good. He's all right. Uh, All right, why are you hating? I got a thing against child actors that become adult actors. Why? Because Because you didn't have that opportunity? Um, You think think it was given to them? Leonardo DiCaprio turned out to be an awful actor, too. I think he's good, but for the most part... What about Timberlake? He's going to be in an action movie? Listen, are you going to let me finish? No, welcome to Geekscape. You make a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I'm leaving. (laughs) Um, My only issue with child actors that grow up in the industry, they have no real experience. Everything is Life an approximation. Yeah. yeah, everything is like, oh, I studied a drug addict, or I studied this and that, and I became that role. But it's like you don't know; you have no basis in reality. Everything you know is is a fabrication. As opposed, uh, as opposed to when we shot Green, and I walk in, and the fuckers are literally growing shit in the apartment. Exactly. I mean, there was real marijuana plants. There was one point in Green. Let me tell you about Green. <laughs> like, I disagree with his statement. Are you trying to tell me the Corys did? Didn't understand being drug addicts? <laughs> no, but I think it's a different... I think it's a different... All right. Okay, I'll give you an example. Robert Downey Jr. excels in roles that are just kind of approximations of his life. Who's Tony Stark? It's Robert Downey Jr. A drunk, 
who's rich, who's had the world in his hands his entire life. He's cocky because he doesn't know any other way to be. He can't ever be humble, even when he's trying to be humble. And I think Ryan Gosling, like, when you see him, is like, you're a pretty boy. You've been getting, like, dermabrasions every day since you were 10 years old. Like, you stayed fit in the gym. You have your hairstyle, like, the latest style that's popular right now. You don't know what a real crazy person is. You know what you think a crazy person is. I grew up in South Philadelphia. I went outside. I was like, hey, that's my cousin. He's a junkie and a violent drug addict. Okay? I need to stay away from him because he might, like, corner me and try to rob my money. Like, there's things like that that he never experienced. He was like, my mom really wanted me to be an actor, and she was kind of weird. I mean, that's a weird aspect of it. Um, I was going to tell, tell a story, Helen Green. Uh, here's the thing about the low budget. There was, like, no catering, right? <laughs> so so I went into their kitchen. No air conditioning. <laughs> no air conditioning. So I went into their kitchen, and I was like, fuck, man. Like, if they have cookies or something, I just want cookies or like, something. And so I go into the kitchen, and I'm just, I was looking, looking for fucking pretzels or whatever. And I see, I see one of the roommates, and they're going... Like, they just finished eating something. I'm like, oh, maybe there's something hanging around. <laughs> da, 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 da. And I'm like, hey, man, what you eating? I'm fucking starving, by the way. And it's not like I can wander off because, like, we got to shoot this thing. So I'm like, I'm fucking starving. I was like, uh, hey, man, what you eating? He goes, he, like, turns around. He was by the sink. He turns around. He's got a fucking Ziploc bag full of fucking mushrooms, right? <laughs> and the mushrooms have been soaking in some shit. And they're all gooey. Those like gummy right. mushrooms, they were fucking nasty. And I he turns to me, he goes, I didn't know he goes, he goes, he goes, want some mushrooms? <laughs> I saw this fucking shit. It looked like it grew on like fucking that planet from Avatar. I don't remember any He goes, any he, goes he goes, they're pretty tasty. And I was like, uh-uh. No. Uh, 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 no, that was Flynn. Flynn. no, that was Flynn. No, that was Flynn. They were actually ass? mushrooms. They what were... the fuck? I wasn't gonna eat that, man. No, but they were. No, Flynn's weird like that. Flynn doesn't. I'm not do gonna drugs. eat some Avatar. No, it was just, <laughs> like, it was just mushrooms it. he made that he probably had in the bag. They were Flynn nasty. Flynn that slow. That shit looked like the biggest drug fucking Avatar fucking. No, dude. I, I mean, no. he, he was like, oh, I know. <laughs> he had like he was in Chinatown the day before. Went to Chinatown. You don't go there to get food. You crazy? Yeah, he got he he likes Asian. Oh, they were actually real mushrooms. They weren't like. Did you have mushrooms. them? Did you no, have I them? didn't have them. I need fucking some fucking <laughs> pocket mushrooms. <laughs> and they like poured soy sauce and like That's shook them I'm up. Saying. That's what I'm saying. John's like it's some crazy drug, man. It was like these soy sauce I'm and crusted mushrooms. <laughs> it looked like some nasty ass shit. Right, was like, nasty. I was like, what the fuck is that? He like put them under my nose. I almost yanked. <laughs> No, that it's was like, just, I peeled the skin off a couple frogs, <laughs> and uh, they're uh, Brazilian tree frogs. I ripped the skin off. No, he was the, just. I think he was just literally eating those. There was no drug. <laughs> no, we did the only. You wouldn't eat them, all right? No, I wouldn't eat them. <laughs> fucking no. nasty. I was on camera. I don't eat anything. I God. just wanted some pretzels, man. Like pretzels or like a couple of Girl Scout cookies or something. Red vines. Red vines. I'm like, just go get a fucking. We were all out of red vines. Just get a bucket of red vines. I remember that. I'm starting to realize that Nick might be perfect to play Mighty Move though if we ever shoot that short. Yeah. So Nick. Why am I? Why? Why are we? We had a writers. You shut the fuck up and just let it tell us. We we had a writers meeting a couple weeks ago here for Geekscape, to which you are now privy to. If you want to write some more stuff for us, your thoughts. Love to have you and. I was busting on I was like making fun of Kyle Quinner One of our writers And he is uh, from Philly And I, I can't hold a fucking Philly oh, accent South Jersey He's from South Jersey Okay, South my, my, my forgi- my, Forgive me And so like Cherry Hill or some shit Yeah Oh really? That's so, yeah like real close So I'm like I'm like making some jokes I'm like oh I don't give He, he asked the question he asked uh, about, about Yeah could he write comic reviews If he didn't know like the whole continuity and stuff I was like no 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 listen The thing about writing for Geekscape Just be sincere 
Just write, write okay. what you know. Be sincere. If you don't know something about it, just explain it to someone. Because there are people who walk in a comic store, they pick up a comic. People appreciate right. that aren't nerds. Be right. Like, oh wow, it's oh. a real comic review, and not and like. So 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 he's like, oh, yeah, because some of this stuff I don't give a fuck. Like it's like, so I just started I just started being like, yo, who the fuck is this guy with the tights? Like like who the fuck is this guy with the fly, with the firepower? And we, I made up this character called the Mighty Mook, who's like a teamster like union dude in Philly, who picks up some like radioactive shit. And now, and this is something we want to do as a, as a Geekscape comic on the site, like a three-panel comic. And it's basically some dude who's like a fucking asshole with, with, with superpowers. Oh and God. so I want to do a comic where, like, he's walking past an alley and you hear sounds from the alley like, Help, they're raping me! And there's, like, fucking action coming out of it. And he goes in there and you see him just, like, beating two guys up. And the girl's like, Thanks for saving me! And then it cuts to a panel he's like, I just saved you from being raped, so now you gotta blow me. <laughs> she's Why like, and she's like, and she's like, and she's like, wait, are you serious? And the last panel is just him going, just <laughs> like staring at staring her. At her. <laughs> Yo, I went into this burning building. I was about to save this guy, but he smelled like shit. So fuck that. I got out of there. <laughs> I left him there. <laughs> Fuckers could use a little burn. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they are in Philly, though. That's kind of how they are like that. Yeah. We threw snowballs at Santa Claus. We can't really defend ourselves as being yeah. Philly people. I think that would we be fucking hilarious. We cheered a guy hilarious. getting crippled. Yeah, I think that would be fucking funny. Um, speaking of, uh, are we getting are we getting in some comics? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get some comics. You need to chill the fuck out. Um, did you guys see a little bit of uh, controversy on the site about uh, Alexander Philippe, the guy who directed People vs George Lucas? I guess I, saw, I, I didn't click the link. I saw the, the link that came up. Twitch Film, one of the writers on Twitch Film wrote a letter, an open letter to him, the director of this movie that Lionsgate's going to put out in like two weeks. This, That's the, awesome. this DVD. Congratulations. People vs. Yeah. George Lucas comes out on the 25th uh, from Lionsgate on DVD. And um, so he writes this letter. It's just scathing. And, and, and not only scathing, but he's, he's making up a bunch of shit about how the movie was made and about Alexander and the crew members okay. and stuff like that. Just not true. He's taking shots. Like, libelous yeah, okay. like, oh, like, wow. oh, like almost exactly. like, like exactly. lawsuit yeah. bad to the point where the editor-in-chief of Twitch film was like listen I know we should have read that before it was published like like so it was like listen what, what's your editor doing? I was like, like what are you doing I read everything even Matt Kelly's fucking awful articles like <laughs> that actually do really well I, I enjoy your articles I, I enjoy I enjoy your thoughts Matt Kelly otherwise I wouldn't have surprised you with your parents Bordello of Blood did awesome on yeah he wrote about Bordello of Blood I love Bordello of yeah. Blood <laughs> that's not, let's not come on we so, a whole divergence we so Alexander Philippe wrote a response letter that's on the front, uh, that, that, oh. that's over here on Geekscape. He wrote a response level letter and it's just a shut the fuck up. like this is the, these are the facts. He was very nice about it. He was like here are the facts, here's what you're saying and here's the here's how it's a lie. And so I took that letter, I put it on Geekscape and one of the things was he's like going to be a hot, like when you're a big Hollywood like big wig for making a documentary. Yeah. For uh, making a documentary. No. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, like no. Michael not Moore is in the big yeah. Hollywood big So wig. so I put a picture of Alexander eating an In-N-Out that he, I took myself in the article, and I was like, here's proof. Here's, here's proof from Geekscape side. Here's a picture of Alexander eating In-N-Out, and we know that Hollywood bigwigs don't eat a fucking In-N-Out. That's for That's poor filmmakers like ourselves. <laughs> don't have any misconceptions. Documentary, there is, le- there is no... I mean, the market for documentary is huge because people all want them, but right. they want to give you like... Hey, here's a thousand bucks. Like that's it. Right. Like, it took me a, two years of my life to compile all this. Like, well, don't make documentaries then. Right. And that's it. With um, all movies now. But I, it was just disappointing that like a site would just well they do it all the fucking time. Jump they, do, they love it. Just, yeah. Instead of supporting what's the worst thing somebody wrote, what's the worst thing that somebody wrote about you guys? 
Oh man, there's a ton of stuff. I've never actually. And that's a movie not even a lot of people saw, but the people that saw it, I think, enjoyed it, right? Yeah, people. Like you guys are just now putting it out, like digitally, right? Or is it out digitally? Uh, can we tell we people are where to find it? Lot. Yeah, it's well, like, you can find the original DVD right. that we self-distributed at GreenTheMotionPicture.com. I mean, you can you know, buy away. It's only ten bucks, like thirteen with shipping, which is a steal for movies. It's yeah. not, you know. Um, but we're signing a deal with Cinetic to digitally release it, like Harris Molden. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So it'll be on Netflix, Amazon, iTunes, Hulu. When's that gonna happen? Uh, probably in the next like quarter. Okay. You know, maybe maybe 2012, the first quarter of 2012, but in that time frame. Okay. So. I look forward to that. No, we, uh, we might have to do some of the Horacio. Take put the, I want to put the URL on the screen. What time was that? 34:35. Okay. Um. So yeah, I mean, in now, like I've been doing notes back and forth with uh, the producers for the Gay by Dawn film. Mm-hmm. And it's just not easy. It, dude, that, that movie's going to be a fucking fight. We were talking earlier about movies and how nobody wants to, like, no, or nobody wants to make, like, an original concept. Like, think about a risk the fucking Gay by Dawn movie is. is a risk. Like, totally, you know what, it's though? gross. I think, I think it has a great festival appeal, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, a go, huge ma- festival Make, make money in festivals. You don't need that, though. I mean, if it, if it becomes a, a big festival film, which I think it can, because it's so out there... And then obviously it has to be more than just face value. Like there's a ton of subtext in yeah. in, your, in that project. Uh, I think you get notoriety through the festival circuit, and then you get a big DVD, mm-hmm. get it, or I'd digital like or VOD. And I, I think that's like a realistic that. game plan. Like there's a lot of indie filmmakers that want to make their first picture. Like it's not going to be in a theater. Like your first right. movie will never be in a theater. Like you need to somehow strike you know oil, and it's just not going to happen. Right. It's, it's very difficult to do that. But it's, I think. Festival appeal, big festival, Sundance. And maybe like a VOD presence or like a mm-hmm. like a like a DVD Blu-ray presence. Yeah, I, I honestly think that. And right. I, I think I mean I'll real keep, big I'll keep festival. Working, man. I'll keep I think working. It, it definitely has. Matt Kelly wrote it, or he read it. He read it. <laughs> I wrote it. He wrote it. <laughs> he basically wrote it. Just me sitting across from him at a table, being like, and then and then and then he's like, yeah, I like that. All right, all right. I'll keep that then. But I mean, what festivals are looking for now? At least the pulse that I've got from them, talking to the guys that I know at Sundance and stuff, is that they want things you cannot see in a traditional movie theater. Right. And I think Gay by Dawn, like, hits that right on the head. Okay. It has subtext. It has something to say about society, about how we, you know, view gay people and and, and different cultures in in America and. I think it does it in a way that is visually entertaining and shocking. Yeah, there's a fucking... Well, I won't spoil some of the monsters, but... Yeah. Um, but in a festival, like, people will sit there and watch that in a festival where, say, someone that goes to their multiplex, they'll sit there and be like, what the hell is this? <laughs> you know, like... What the fuck? Yeah, they're not going to give you the benefit of the doubt. They're gonna this is be pretty like, badass, oh. man. <laughs> my friend, my friends <laughs> live, but this is fucking badass. <laughs> this movie needs a pair of fine-ass titties. So this movie needs right here. Gay by Dawn, some scary shit. I mean, I think people in like Louisiana, like Alabama, will probably think it's like a documentary. Probably think it's like the Blair Witch. That's what I think is the scariest thing yeah. reading it is that you know there's a group of audiences that are gonna watch the movie and be like, "Preach, brother." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, no, I, I, see, I don't like. That. They, there was a moment. Day. There was a moment when I was writing like the main character, like talking about why he doesn't like gay people, and I had to go there. And I literally wrote some of the most homophobic shit, and it really. I couldn't write for like the next couple of days because it really fucked me up mentally having to go there. And that was my worry when I told Matt and Matt read it. I was like, some asshole is going to put that on a shirt. That's what fucks me up is like some <laughs> cocksucker is going to put that on a shirt. 
and be like, this movie's pretty fucking good, man. I don't see. I, I don't like the. I don't like the pain. It's gonna be a clan meeting. Yeah. Like, <laughs> speak, brother. <laughs> Yo, why don't you put up that documentary game out out about those fellers who unfortunately ended up there in them woods? <laughs> I think it's a shame, he says. It's, it's a shame. It's a shame <laughs> what happened to them boys in that woods. It's a shame what happened to them boys going out of the woods and getting <laughs> them gay shit. No, yeah, and the, 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 the lights go up. Someone had to tell their story. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, but I honestly, I don't like to paint the country in such broad strokes. And I think. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I think besides a, a select few, the majority of people have some sense of subtext. Right, you know, I don't. And I think it will, it might not be their cup of tea, but they'll at least understand what you're trying to accomplish. You and made, they'll hate you for it, so man. You good. made a documentary that's pretty good. <laughs> the Westboro Baptist is probably gonna fucking come out after that movie. Probably. So you want to talk comic books? Let's let's, let's uh let, let, let's segue through Thor two, which now officially has Patty Jenkins attached as a director, the first female director of a Marvel, Marvel movie. She did Monster, Whoa. another dramatic director taking lie? over. A Marvel property like Kenneth Branagh, who had, you know, little uh, yeah, action. He, I mean, it was totally experience. his vision. <laughs> yeah, right, dude. But here's Producers. the thing. Like, like on a big big Marvel bu- budget, like, action movie like this, in the second unit shooting mostly action. Yeah, yeah. Every, I mean. Yeah. Second unit shooting mostly action. She's shooting, like, the drama and stuff like that, which were the better parts of Thor. I would say, you know what I thought the best part of Thor was? And this is something that I never thought rang true for the character in, in the written word was his dialogue compared to everyone else's. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really funny. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think... When I read Thor, I'm always like, God, it's so like... The thou, 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 thou. You're like, come on, this is annoying. But in the movie, I thought it played really well. Right. And I thought that worked well. And the comedic elements, without making the character look like a cornball kind mm-hmm. of caricature, I thought worked really well. Dramatic, I don't know. And it wasn't Natalie Portman. She was a girl. And it could have been any girl. Yeah, that's... Just, I kind of agree with you there. Uh... But you um, say you're not a fan of remakes and all that stuff, but you're enjoying the 52 DC reboot. Okay, I didn't say that I'm not a hypocrite. I said that... Um, <laughs> you like how I segue with uh, yeah, you, really throwing you under the I, bus? You can totally... I, you know, and I admit that, and I even say this to... Okay, like, wait, 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 going into the DC reboot, what did you think? You were like, fuck, no, well, I, this I was, is I was excited for it. You were excited, why? Yeah, because one, I felt that the DC universe, of all like comic books and stuff like that, it was so... Antiquated. Tangled, antiquated... Yeah. Even, like, something as simple as their costumes just didn't work. Like, it's a skin-tight spandex suit. Like, everyone just wore skin-tight spandex. Like, I can't believe that. I can't believe there's Kevlar underneath that because it's still skin-tight. Right. I don't... I feel like when you look at the new 52 compared to the older books, it makes them look like these funny fantasy, mm-hmm. like, pulp comics where the new stuff, I think... You know, like... All the Bat books, and you can give me as many Bat books as you want. You got yeah. a million Batman yeah, books. Yeah, on the DC 52 podcast that we did, like we did reviews of every week's books, and it was like Ian Kerner. I, I stepped fucking clear of that shit. I saw some, yeah, some but, the email. But they, they were like, man, there's just too many Bat books. But I, I'm enjoying them. I, lo- you know what I mean, mean, as long as they're good, I think all the Bat books work, even with Batgirl, Nightwing, Batman and Robin, because they're like a... They're like a black ops team. Right. You know, and that's how they're being written now. They're not being written like, Batman and Robin and we're saving. Like, no. It's, <laughs> you know, it's like, everything is very, like, their suits look tough. They look like they can take a beating in their costumes. Like, yeah. they don't just look like a guy that happened to, you know, the cow's like a helmet now. And it's getting drawn that way with the kind of 
curvature, and curvature stuff. Of the did you see? Uh, did you read this week's book? Like Batman and Robin yeah, came out. Damien is just killing fucking. Like he's just beating ass, and love he's it. getting right to the edge of killing. Mm-hmm. And, and he's, he comes he's, home he's, and he's, like... he's learning to not be the violent kid that Talia Gul turned him into. Yeah. And the thing is that whole sub that whole like subplot about Bruce becoming a real father. I love it. Huge. I love it. And, and, and Alfred saying things like, you know, like like Bruce is like, yeah, he's he's learning not to beat up the felons and like like really cripple them and stuff like that. Just like leave them for the police. And Alfred's like, did you tell him that you were proud of him? And he said, he said, I told him that I acknowledged that he that he was working hard. I know, he said, and something um, like that. And he's like, oh, that's say? not the same, Bruce. <laughs> and Bruce is like. Mm. And, uh, and and Damon is just such a dark character. He's really interesting, and, and especially in comparison to where yeah, Tim Drake and I mean, just having like Tim as like the most recent Robin, yeah, who's like excited and happy and he's a kid. Having Damien just be a mean little bastard. Is yeah, brutal. like he doesn't have. I love the aspect that he's not the Peter Parker. He doesn't have the alternate like. And now I have to be a high school kid. He's like now I go home and I hit the bag with a sword until it like falls apart. And I yeah. love that. And, mm-hmm. Uh, and I, my original reviews of Batman R.I.P. and the Grant Morrison run, I had to reevaluate all of them because I went back and I reread all of it. I love digital downloads for comics. Mm-hmm. I love my iPad. It, the thing is loaded with all the things I didn't get a chance to read and everything I loved reading. And I, it's a great way to kind of store and house all your comics instead of having to always go back and take them out of the bags and boards. Open that closet. It would be yeah. horrifying. Um, but I had to reevaluate that, and I love the new Batman and Robin, the... Uh, Dick Grayson, Damian Run was mm-hmm. awesome. I thought it was done really well. I thought the Rest in Peace story arc, everyone should have started probably a year earlier to see that coming. And mm-hmm. I think I started a little bit too late to appreciate what he was doing with the story and kind of knowing that the New 52 was eventually coming and kind of a culmination of all these crazy, corny, dark Batman stories, wrapping them all up in the one year of Batman's life. And I thought that was awesome and really kind of a brilliant way to send the character off in the right way. Like the old DC universe, and it was very old DC universe, like crazy and weird and weird characters and Batman, Zern, Ra, and all that stuff. So. And you know that the pig is going to be a big villain in like oh, the new animated awesome. version of Batman. Yeah, no, there's, like, there's like a new animated series that, that they're doing over at DC. Professor uh, Pig? In Professor Pig's going to be like, I love that. So scary. The yeah. Dollatrons, man. It was, like a, it was almost like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre like story movie, yeah. in a Batman comic. Yeah, he would take people and, like, meld doll faces to their heads. Oh, so gross. um, Frank Whiteley's art is so disturbing for those, like, first Mm -hmm. issues. Like, oh, my God. And the fact that one of the girls, one one of the Dollatrons actually becomes Evil Robin. What's his name? Damien? Yeah, Red Hood. um, Mm -hmm. Red Hood's sidekick. And just, like, her whole psyche because she watched her, her father gets killed. She gets turned into a partial robot, but it doesn't take, so she has this, like, weird doll face stuck to her head. <laughs> and they're fighting crime. And I was like, this is awesome. Like, it's yeah. very, like, 21st century battling in front of these giant screens. And I, I just <clears throat> thought it was handled really I well. I the Batman and Robin run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's still good, man. The DCU has some good books. What What do you think uh, is the stuff that is worth picking up? You know what I mean? Are you reading Superman? Or are you I'm, reading reading a, I'm reading it all, to be honest with you. reading every fucking book? It's, reading it's Animal great. Man? I got Laura reading Animal I'm reading Man. Animal Man. I got Laura Animal reading Animal Man 1 and 2. I think ev- nothing is what you expect. Everything's being done different. The characters are being handled differently. Save for JLA number 1. JLA number 1 is a little bit... I think they played that really safe. Mm-hmm. And it shows. Everything else is so drastic. I mean, 
in the Dark Knight, or not the Dark Knight, Detective Comics, mm-hmm. can I give away the spoiler at the end of at that? At the end of that, yeah. The, the Joker, Joker cuts his face, cuts face off. Like, yeah. I, I read that, I was like, no, everything's different now. I mean, the <laughs> Joker hung his face up on the wall, so... He can, can be anybody. Yeah, and, yeah. You, and you can tell that DC isn't trying to hold a candle for the old generations, which is great. Because you can go back, you can enjoy those stories, you can en- enjoy those universes, but now, I feel like there's... A level of realism of like a, a current social vibe that's running through all the books and that's exciting to read mm-hmm. um even with superman i mean action comics amazing superman is the yes threat. i did not, not not that big on the first issue but the, the second, second issue, issue i thought really really kicked it into gear yeah. like for the first action comics i thought was a little scatologically written i was like ah, it's not my favorite writing but yeah. the, the second one where it starts with them just literally putting Superman in like an electric chair the and just I was like, Whoa. fucking hurting on him injecting him with shit fucking electrocuting him every second shooting things at him yeah. and I was like this this Superman is definitely more vulnerable than the one that we had and he's not nice like he's, he's not that nice of a guy like you would imagine a younger Superman the only thing that's keeping him from snapping and destroying Metropolis you know or like is that he was raised by the Kents is that he was raised by the Kents and yeah. I think it's a lot more apparent now in the writing than it ever was I mean the old Superman was so white bread and boring you were mm-hmm. like what is he he'll never he's always going to save the day and he'll never get angry about it right. um, so I, I really thought that uh, the approach they've taken and having Grant Morrison just kind of helm a lot of these projects is, is kind of a testament to the direction they want to go with their book are you reading any of the Green Lantern stuff? Uh, I did. I did not read the Green Lantern stuff. Not. I'm, admittedly, not the biggest fan of Green Lantern. Not for any other reason that I've just always been more drawn to Batman. And I feel ground like, like Earth stuff. Earth a, stuff. A little bit more. The Green Lantern it. stuff, I think, is still good. And it literally Sinestro's a Green Lantern again. Yeah. I, I it's saw as if that. it's as if the Fifty Two reboot never didn't happen in the in the Green Lantern books. I think that I mean, works great. Uh, yeah. For Green well, I mean, think about it. The Flashpoint happened on Earth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so. The, the Green Lantern books I'm really enjoying. I like the whole idea that Sinestro is a Green Lantern and Hal Jordan's not. And in this last issue, Sinestro says, listen, I don't like this any more than you do. I don't think, like, willpower is my strong suit. Like, yes, I saved you and now they, they made me a Green Lantern, but, like, I'm ready to start kicking ass. The Sinestro Corps starts coming after Sinestro. Yeah, like, I saw that. Like, was the, like uh, they're ready to fucking kill him. And um, so what Sinestro does to Hal is really fucked up. He says, listen, you need to start treating this ring like the way it's intended, right? Um, and so he gives Hal a ring that's basically a construct. And it allows Hal to be a Green Lantern when Sinestro wants him to be, right? Ah. So, he takes, so he takes Hal to this bridge that's being, you know, like about to fall because something fell out of the sky and, and, it, and it smashed this bridge and people in their cars are like falling into the water and... Hal is a Green Lantern He's trying to save him But he's being like Yeah I'm Green Lantern He saves a woman And she's like Oh Green Lantern Thanks for saving me And he goes Well yeah no. And, and Sinestro goes ah, Power's gone And both he and Hal Both the girl and Hal Are like falling Towards the water Towards their death okay, And, like and, Sin- and Sinestro like stops And goes Listen Like Everyone on this bridge Would die If you keep fucking around Like that You know And he says And, and, and he's like He's like You know He's falling to the water He's like Help save her Save her And Sinestro finally saves her Like inches from hitting the, wa- like the, the water And says You need to get real And look at what happens With your real powers He uses The ring To fix the bridge 
not just save people, not just put people back on like like ground. Okay. He says he says you you have something that could literally build things and you're not using it. You're using it to scoop people up before they hit the ground. So he's looking at bigger actually, picture. Yeah, Sinestro's like you can totally reform the world, and that's why uh, Sinestro it's actually pretty dangerous. But yeah. with Hal, it's like Hal, you got to think bigger. You can re- reform the world. See, I like that, and I think it's it's kind of what the new Fifty Two is saying to the old. DC Universe like it was very it's not a green punching bag or yeah, a boxing very, glove it was very anymore. small in scope it's like you have these guys with great powers and like Superman didn't he like rescue cats from trees for at least uh, 10 years of like, his existence <laughs> like let me lift this car up that's stuck in the mud like dude you're Superman you can like melt the earth with your heat vision and you're lifting a car up out of the mud like that's your first issue like leave that to somebody <laughs> else <laughs> yeah like <laughs> You know what I mean? Like the thing with Batman, like you're a billionaire, like in a in a way though, the fifty two powers are, especially for Superman, are kind of from the beginning, are kind of going back to the beginning of the yeah. run where he could only leap over a building. He yeah. didn't necessarily fly. He you know he has limited abilities. You know what I mean? He's still kind of vulnerable. It's not the Superman from the nineties that was just like I have a mullet, yeah. nothing can hurt me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I have a mullet, yeah. I'm married, nothing can hurt yeah. me. That's true, and that's a very boring character. And it, but but when you read like Grant Morrison's notes, he definitely wanted to have like more of like a brawler Superman who is also like a um, kind of rough and tumble dude who doesn't know all of his powers and has limits on them. Yeah, and Which I like that. I, I, the makes initial it character design, yeah, the initial character design I think was off-putting because it was dumb. Like I don't why did. Why would they design that to put like patches on pants? I'm like, no pants has patches on the knees. I'm a contractor. I never had patches on my <laughs> knees. Like, they're just pants. Like, right. you could have work boots and and blue jeans with the Superman shirt and cape. Like, I like that. I, just like some design things, I think put people off at first. Like, what the hell is this supposed to be? Mm-hmm. But it makes total sense when you're reading the story. Right. Um, this the actual Superman comic. I, I don't really. I'm not a big fan of George Perez, his art style or storytelling. He's not on the book supposedly anymore. Well, it was yeah. awful. I mean, yeah. how do you open your first issue with tech, like the Daily Planet Globe and text? I mean, that would it, was right it was that boring. That was intensely boring. Yeah, that was that it's was this whole thing about comic. like the Daily Globe or the, da- the Daily, like, Planet Daily Planet's Globe, yeah. getting like purchased into like a new multimedia Fox News Corp type organization, and we're sitting there reading this shit in a comic. It's so boring out of my mind. And and I think compared to everything else that DC's putting out, which is like boom, let's get into like. Solid storytelling, and not just solid like action, solid writing, side di- so- solid dialogue. It just it was very old school and very like no one wants this anymore. Like, <laughs> no one's reading a hundred panels, right. like little tiny panels with a ton of word bubbles, right. and you're like, what am I talking? Even this last issue of Avengers is like it's like I feel like Ben just got the memo. Like the last yeah. issue of New New Avengers is almost all action where. Like the the new Avengers are fighting a giant fucking robot that's attacking Stark Industries. I got it. I haven't read like, Avengers. Like it's it's all action because the last couple of new Avengers, the Fear itself ones, where it was just panels of people talking in front of a camera or some shit like that, it was a waste of paper. It is. It was it just really brutal. Is. I was like, dude, I don't buy comics if I can sit like not like, for four dollars. I'll don't. listen to Geeks. <laughs> if I if I just want talking, I'll listen to Geekscape, right? But most of you people are re- are like playing video games right now or. or fl- Slacking off at work, or you're driving your car, or you're reading comics. Like you're doing something else than just listening to us talk. I think, yeah, right? Hopefully. Otherwise, you got you ought to watch Nerd Rage, which is just like a seven, <laughs> eight minute power pop thing. You know what I mean? Boom! You get it. You watch it. They coexist. I'm a little disappointed that you won't watch Geekscape. I do watch Geekscape. I just don't watch it. I watch Nerd Rage every week. I don't watch Geekscape every week. At least I'm being honest. I could be like, yeah, oh no, yeah, right, I watch it all right. the time. It's awesome. Like, it's great. Oh, what do you like about it? <laughs> <laughs> Like, I like that one episode I was on three years ago. <laughs> well, which one did you like? I mean, what are the ones you've watched recently? Oh, all of them. They're great. You're fucking set the fuck up. 
You're an asshole, man. Um, well, one thing I want to talk about too before we get off topic of comics. I'm reading the new Ultimate Spider-Man. I like it a lot. The 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 Miles Morales one. Yes. Now I I'm, I can't go back to the Ultimate Universe just because like I hopped off that train. I'm with you on that. And I'm not. I don't read any other Ultimate comics but that. And I love. I'm reading it one because I don't know the current youth pop populace. I don't know how they think. I don't know what they're. And it's neat to it's see. Like a yesterday story. we were in it. Yeah, yesterday we were in it, but now it's totally different. Right. Like when I talk to my brother, even when I see my younger cousin, I'm like, "There's a different." Younger but the cousin generation. is crazy. It was like on drugs and stuff. No, though. no, that was stuff. That was that. that okay. Those are they're gone. Those okay. you know, those are the old relics of the okay. past. I'm okay. talking about the new generation that they have charter schools. They're like everyone's multicultural. They're multi-ethnic. Everyone's interacting with each other in That's a different bullshit. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you know, like it's sad. White power. But uh, <laughs> I like no, that GBD move. Uh, I think that. By it, they're they're telling a story that's new, it's modern, and it's fresh, and it's great to see a character becoming Spider-Man that has nothing to do with any other superhero. Right. And I don't think a lot of these replacement heroes, that they're you know, it's like Dick Grayson became Batman, Bucky Barnes became Captain America. All the replacements have been guys that lived within that context. Yeah. But now right. you're getting a new Spider-Man story for a new generation, and you're not getting a a Peter Parker rehash, which I, that makes me happy. And right. I wish they would have did that. An original continuity. I'm a, I'm a firm believer in killing characters and having new ones take their place. I mean, the legend never disappears. Hercules will always exist, but he doesn't have stories that he's still going on into the future. Mm-hmm. I mean, Greek mythology, not Marvel. I know. Okay. Um, and I, I, have you read it at all? Or? No, no, no. I told you. I ain't reading. Um, Frank wrote a big article about it, though, and he's into it. I basically just wrote that article about race. I was like, yeah. racist motherfuckers making a big deal about this shit. I think it, it, it was a mismanagement by Marvel come pre- presenting that because it has nothing, when you read it, has nothing to do with race. I think it just has to do with the modern landscape of America. Right. And, that's, and that's the interesting part of the story is that you don't pick it up and it's like Luke Cage talking jive on the street corner, which I hate Luke Cage, and I'll put that out there every time I'm on the show, I hate that guy. Well, currently he's written like fucking like like all Bendis watches is BT, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm like, okay, it, yeah, it's just a little. And and Bendis, I don't think can write a black person. I don't think he knows how they talk. Even when he thinks he's nailing it, I'm like, you, you don't. You just don't know. And I think Miles Morales, they're not trying to do that. He's not like, yo, homie, what's up? Like, what's good? <laughs> like, I didn't want to open the book and get twenty pages of yo, homie, what's up? What's good? Right. Like, I wanted a real person, and I think Marvel accomplished that. Here, here's the a little wall out of that. Uh, you playing any video games? Uh, I'm about to be playing Arkham City, and I've been going back and forth whether or not I should buy it. But what, are you, what are you gonna get it on? PlayStation what Three. PlayStation Three? Yeah, that's what I got. I just uh, pre-ordered it over at the uh, Best Buy, so I can get my little. Uh, what do you get? What do you get there? You got like Nightwing or Robin or something for pre-order? Oh, like Catwoman or some shit. You get a Catwoman pre- comes with the mo- the game new, this but you I have mean. to beat it and then you play. It. I don't know. No, what no, it is. no. I don't know. What um, it is. If you buy the game new, there's like an online pass. You get the Catwoman code. If yeah. you buy it used, and you have to buy her as downloadable content. But yeah. I heard, or IGN told me, that start the game out with her because it gives you an alternate opening, and then it's kind of like what's happening when off screen okay. Batman's. Okay, so playing. I'm gonna do that. But I think I got like the Nightwing code from pre-ordering oh, at Best Buy. How cool and, does and he here's look? The other thing. How cool does he look? It's going to be fun. And here, here's the thing that I think is going to upset you. I bought the Green Lantern Extended Edition Blu-ray. Why did you have to bring it up? I was hoping that you know, <laughs> like You know, I watched it again, and I was like, I, dude, I like this movie. This movie's fine. But here's the thing. It comes with a code, Sinestro Core Batman. 
Really? Sinestro Corps Batman. For the For Arkham City. Oh my god. That's so, so I Sinestro Corps Batman. I, I don't even I don't even have I don't even have Arkham City yet. I get it in a couple of days. I mean I'll have it as of oh, as, cool. as of the airing of this episode, I'll have it. But I before I even got the game, I just opened up the fucking Blu-ray. Laura started watching it. I go, wait. I stopped the fucking Blu-ray. I went back to the PS, P, PSN menu, and I was like, redeem code. And it was like, you unlock Sinestro Core Batman. How's he like, look? I don't fucking know. I, well, I'll, 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 show you, I'll show you the insert. Okay, I'll show you the insert. Right. It's like in Sinestro Core Batman. And That's awesome. once you beat the game, you can start playing with all those skins. Nice. Do you know what I think was part of the inspiration of the new 52? Batman Arkham Asylum. I'll tell that you what I know was the inspiration. What was it? This is the rumor. And a lot of people have been confirming it for me. Dan DiDio, Jim Lee, and the female who is also in charge over DC Entertainment. Uh, I know her name escapes me too. And then, of course, Jeff Johns. Supposedly, Jeff Johns was about to jump ship to Marvel. Okay. Which would have been the end of DC Comics. Yeah. Jeff Johns was about to jump ship to Marvel. And seeing how tenuous everything was, Dan DiDio, Jim Lee, and this uh, woman saw that their jobs were up on the, like, on the line. And, and he they leaves, said, we're all And they said, they said, you know what? Let's just, th- like, they're going to fire us. Let's throw everything against the wall and see if it sticks. Let's do everything with these characters we think we should be doing with these characters. In order to do that, we need to do a company-wide revamp. And that was the source of 52. It was, like, not so creative. I mean, it, it, was, it wasn't necessarily a creative, like, like form thing. Followed but, function, but it was a like form-followed right? function. They were like, fuck, you know what? If we're going to be out of here, let's, let, let's see what happens. Like, let, let's do something we believe in. And I, too, am buying a lot more DC books than I did three months ago I think it's exciting I think it's exciting to pick something up where you're like I don't know if you read any of the um, what's the Sl- Slade Wilson dead yeah. de- Deathlock dead Mm-mm. what the fuck Mm-mm. is his name I don't know Slade Wilson he's dead man no no that's not dead man I, I don't know we have a minute left in the show oh I'm sorry but, but uh, do you maybe write this up on the Geekscape website uh, could you maybe, could you be maybe, part maybe of this we'll do, yes, on your iPad um, <laughs> I'm enjoying it uh, And of course We'll be back uh, Well next week ZombieCon guys So go to ZombieCon.com And buy your tickets we'll, I'll be in Seattle And uh, uh-huh. Shane O'Hare Will be in Seattle One of our writers And we're going to have A lot of fun in Seattle So ZombieCon.com Definitely go check out Next week's big zombie convention Cast members of The Walking Dead True Blood And Tom Savini The effects legend uh, And then of course We'll be back with Geekscape Not next week Be looking for videos On our YouTube Facebook And uh, Twitter though Go to YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Look for uh, Geekscape, and you'll see that I'm posting content from ZombieCon, and then I'll be back. We'll be talking about whole Arkham City, right? Awesome. I don't know who yeah. the next guest is going to be, yeah. but It'll be me again. No, but we're going to be talking Arkham City, all right? Um, go to Geekscape.net, and you can find tons of content. Nick will be up there posting his thoughts. Matt Kelly, more embarrassing videos from his birthday, and all <laughs> that. All right. So Nick, so glad you moved back to LA. Thanks for having me. John. So glad you have a wonderful woman huh. in your life. Who's moved out here with you? She's uh, she's really important, and I couldn't have done it without her. Cheers. See you. There you go. All right. We'll see you guys next time.